On this episode of Sandlot Sports, we discuss the NBA playoffs, including the shit that the Milwaukee Bucks laid against the Brooklyn Nets, whether the Bucks have any chance at all, and the NBA offseason with Damian Lillard and other free agents, how one of the greatest comedic writers of our time trans- transitioned over to horror, and I owe Boeing a James Harden apology. He fought a bigger, stronger Mike Tyson. He fought George Foreman. What Bali's going to do is he's going to find out your weakness, and he's going to exploit it. He knew he could tire George out. Same thing he'd do to Mike. Take those fucking shots. Get punched in the arms. Get punched in the head. Do what he's got to do. Catch Parkinson's because he wants to win this fight. That's what would happen. He's going to say he'll, he'll just he'll drain it out of Mike, and then when it's time, he'll put him down. I still remember uh, George telling the story of the Roper Dope when he just gave Ali everything. Just business. gave him all he had. And I think it was in like the ninth or tenth round, Ali looked at him and went, is that all you got, big man? And George just went, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, imagine that. Welcome to Sandlot Sports. I am Adam Capison. I'm here with Dorian Cody. Corey Giannis. Yeah. And BJ Thomas. Boxing was dead, but they just killed Boxing Zombie, too. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to start today off with, with a number, with the number one, okay? The number one represents the number of series that Michael Jordan lost when he led at any point in the series. The number one is how many series Kobe Bryant lost. When he led at any point in the series, LeBron James has now lost five times when he's led in the series. And just the recent, uh, you know, two to one that he ended up losing four to two. We talk about killer instinct all the time, how Kobe had it, how Jordan has it. LeBron didn't, or just does not have it. So for a, pod, a podcast that makes most of its interactions with people through making NBA clips, you want to attack LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if I appreciate that or not, but <laughs> hey, you know, you cannot argue the facts. LeBron is supremely gifted. He just does not have the killer instinct that Jordan had. Yeah. You know, Dennis Rodman said something about him kind of opened my eyes up. He said he'd be super easy to guard. He has no moves. And then I started really paying attention, like, what moves does he have besides blow by you left, blow by you right, or push you over forward? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really look at it like that. Yeah. Yeah. But that also shows the greatness of. Dennis Rodman and how much of a defensive genius he was to where he oh, yeah. analyzed like, well, he's, I guard him, he don't, go, he don't do anything. Yeah. But also too with, with LeBron too, like, who was it? I don't know, I forgot who it was. I can't think of it. But there was a former NBA player and he said, matter of fact, it was Jalen Rose, matter of fact. And Jalen Rose was like, LeBron isn't Jordan. He isn't Kobe. He's not wired like they are. Like that, that level of greatness to the point where it's like, hey, either you're going to give it to me, I'm going to beat it out of you. He doesn't have that. Not saying good, bad, right, or wrong, but that that's just not his game. And that's it. It's not to take away from his game because he is a supremely talented athlete. He will go down as one of the best players of all time, and he well should. But he is not the greatest of all time. He is definitely not the greatest killer of all time. I mean, I, I would put Durant up there as the, the be, as a better killer than LeBron. Yeah, he's he's definitely a sniper. I just think with LeBron, what people sometimes forget is that like he's always been. It wasn't him. It was us, like the people, fans. They put him on this pedestal as the chosen one. They put him Ooh, as no, the wait, next do thing. We la- do we label him the king? Because I'm pretty sure he labeled himself the king. I mean, eventually he labeled himself the the, the king. But before... Uh, like, eventually, like 19? Yeah, but before then, even before then, they've been calling this guy the chosen one. I, I don't know if you guys saw the documentary yeah. of his high school yeah. uh, team. They've been calling this guy the chosen one since he was 14. Hey, I was, I was cool until he started calling himself the king, and I was like, oh, I don't like that. Right, but 
I put that blame not only on him, but I put it on those individuals. Again, I'm not hating on LeBron at all because I think outside of the court, he does amazing things. But on the court, like he, to me, I've always seen him as a Magic Johnson-esque with strength. 100%. He, he is a stronger, slightly smaller Magic Johnson. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's like. that's nothing to be afraid of, you know, ashamed of. He is that's a fantastic combination. But Magic Johnson is not in the conversation of the greatest of all time. Right. And and that's just not. But he he is one of the best, but he's not in that conversation. And mm-hmm. LeBron, I think, is gonna go down in the history as that is one of the best, mm-hmm. but not the best. And it and where that conversation irks me is you have all of the LeBron sexuals out there that says LeBron's better than MJ. Dang. And he's just, he, he's not. Guys, just just let it go. It's okay. that We're not yeah. talking Ricky Bobby here. If you're not is first, it, you're last. No, is it, it's is okay it to be second. Technically. Is it because we're getting old though? <laughs> is it because we're getting old and we like hate old music or new music and stuff like that? Like, is that what's happening? No, because we, we like, sure that's not it. we, we, we sure like Steph. We like Steph. We like Dame. We like Giannis. We like Luca. So it's definitely not a, a old versus new thing. It's um, sure. it, it, you know, and it's, it's funny because I had a conversation with someone who was like, "Hey, man, you know, it's not fair people to attack LeBron." I said, "I agree. It's not fair to attack LeBron." But I said, "I know the individuals who I speak to. We're not attacking his character. No. We're talking about." the play on the court and what's happening is yeah. age is starting to become a factor because yeah. I don't know anything about him as a person. Right. Everything I've heard about him as a person, he's a fantastic person. Yeah. Right. He has done wonders off the court. And right. that's not what we're talking about here. Boy, if he could just cook that one tweet up and eat it, that'd have been nice. It, well, if, <laughs> if he could just like, I think, I think looking back now, I think if, if he redid his decision to go to Miami and how that was broadcast, I think he would change that. Yeah. Yeah, that was shitty, but I'm talking about that one tweet. Oh, the the Chinese thing? The off tweet. No, the one where he was kind of off on that cop who was trying to like stop somebody from killing somebody else. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, ah, maybe not that tweet. Uh maybe wait till the force full story comes out. Uh and well that that's a product of society as a whole. And not, no. I'm not gonna pin that on LeBron on LeBron, although he got caught up in it. Society as a whole love to jump to conclusions based on what you see immediately and not waiting for the, the full story to come out. Well, everybody is it's about everything's about who's first, not who's right. Right. Hey, first and wrong is still wrong. Well, no, not anymore. First and wrong is still gets clicked. <laughs> first and wrong still gets paid. Yeah, exactly. So so that's what the thing is. We monetized opinions, and oh boy, we fucked that one up. Wait, wait, you're, you're on a podcast where you give your opinion, and you're upset that people are monetizing opinions. Well, we haven't monetized yet. <laughs> we haven't monetized yet. So as of now, <laughs> as of now, might be late. Okay, but yeah, I mean, it, and again, I I don't really blame LeBron for that. He's going to take the brunt of it, but I don't blame him for that because that's that's kind of where society has gone as a whole. I blame him for the the Chinese stuff that was going on um, a couple of years ago when he would he didn't want to speak out about the way um, the Chinese people were treating some of the other ethnicities that are in China. And somebody I blame gonna have to, somebody got to pay to pay those workers. If yeah. he decides to start dipping into Chinese politics, either the price of his shoes are going to sky, uh, skyrocket or the uh, profit that he makes off them is going to diminish. Something's yeah, I, th- I think I think it was the I think it was the Hong Kong situation where the Chinese China was trying to crack down on Hong Kong and he was like, "No, no, no, it's it's okay." And people were like, "Uh, LeBron, uh-huh. shut yeah. up." Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, he he is he's a fantastic player. I don't want to take anything away from him and, and Dorian, you're right. Father Time's undefeated. 
all the time just kind of caught up with them and i i saw so many posts on twitter well dame needs to go to the lakers oh, why sorry. why I, I was talking to dorian's brother i like damien or damien lillard with his sons and booker because i heard i read something said cp's likely to opt out of that 44 million dollar year i, so I read that too and then i when i read that i'm like that is super that's risky dumbest, that's stupid as hell you're already yeah. in the play you're already on a team that's solid like why would you leave that and no no he, he doesn't want to leave cp doesn't want to leave he wants to renegotiate his contract Ooh, he wants to hold it if i get a hold of dame i would leave him at the altar yeah, yeah no yeah, yeah the 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 word i heard is paul wants to forego the player option for 44 million dollars so that he gets a multi-year deal in phoenix and i'm like that that is like yeah, that's stupid risky. risky especially especially he's injury prone bro just yeah. take what you take the 44 million yeah. man because oh, mm, I don't like yeah, that. If I'm the GM of, of Phoenix and I go, oh, Chris Paul, you want to decline your $44 million? Hey, Mr. Lillard, um, I'll, I got $44 million to give you. Come on over. Um, Dame have left on his contract. Gives me excited. I think he's a free agent. I think he's a free uh, agent after this year. Player option free agent, I believe, is what I saw. Last really? week we were looking up contracts. Yep, one Ooh. second. Yeah, and, and that's that's special because he has all the power. Yeah. Uh, yeah, me too. I would like to see me personally. I would like to see Dame in the East Coast. Me personally. Well, and, you just want to see him down here in in Orlando. That's not going to happen. I'm not even going to entertain. That. <laughs> oh, no, no, just, no. Hold on, hold on. Just before, uh, we be on, just before we came on the show today, I saw a post that said uh, the Magic are interested in Mike D'Antoni, and then Adam brought up the point that, that the Magic are interested, <laughs> but it's Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is like, what the fuck would I go there? <laughs> keep keep my name out of your mouth, and we. Can I mean, that's the same. That's like that's like um, in middle school, Dorian going, "Hey, I'm interested in Tyra Banks." Okay, cool. She's not interested yeah, in you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Actually, I did have a mad crush on Tyra Banks. Dude, we all did. <laughs> Who did <laughs> Tyra Banks, fool. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, I would like to see Dame with Sixers. Let Ben go and put Dame there. Oh yeah. See, and that's the thing is. Ben and Embiid have never really gotten along, and yeah. their, their games don't drive because, well, frankly, Ben can't shoot. Now, yeah. you put you you take him out and you put a shooter on there, and that team is lethal. Yeah. Now, the, te- the team I would love to see him on, if, if he's not going to be here in Orlando, which, you know, is a pipe dream, I would love to see him on Dallas. You know what? Yeah, I'll put that, too. Him and Luca together? Oof. <laughs> Oof. That's just mean. Yeah, it's like, pick your poison, man. Yeah. The thing, uh, speaking of Dallas, man, like, I I've been thinking about Porzingis. Is he still hurt? Or what's going on? He never him? really recovered. I don't he, think I, so. He blew out his ACL a couple of years ago, and I, I, he acted like a big baby in New York. And uh, Tim Hardaway uh, Jr. said it said it he, right. He, he acted like a big baby yesterday. I feel like a sideshow to Luca. I don't feel like a part of the one, yeah. two, burp, 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 burp. That's all I heard. <laughs> well, That's all I heard. Well, that was the thing. And Tim Hardaway Jr., now they asked him a quote. They said, well, weren't you just the throw-in with Porzingis? It's like, no, Porzingis was a throw in for me. The trade was for me. And when y'all see how Chris has played, he ain't, he ain't lying. Right. <laughs> exactly. Cause I, cause I'm looking at, I'm like, I'm like, dude, you're seven, three, nobody on the Clippers can guard you. Nobody. Why, why, why aren't you calling for, for the ball in the post? Luca will give it to you as we all can see. Why are you not taking advantage of it? Like nobody can guard you, uh, unicorn but it just it just seems as if something off and i and i think he hit on the nail maybe, maybe he's uh affected by the uh luca effect but who's not like 
Dallas is Luca's team. Yeah. Or yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like either you fit in or you know, I can see you fit uh, in or you get out. Right. I can see Cuban shipping them out. Yeah. Luca has yeah. no help. No, and, and that's the thing. And Porzingis was supposed to be that help. And you know, they got him when he was traded. They got him, okay. Well, you know what? New York's crappy. He doesn't want to be there. I get it. And then then he gets there and he doesn't really contribute. Right. And and I've seen that with multiple players sometimes is they get hurt for the first main major time in their career and they have a hard time recovering. Yeah. You know, you can call it the, the Derrick Rose effect if you want, but players that have been healthy their entire career then get hurt and they don't truly know how to come back. Right. And it's just it's a thing. And I don't know if that if that was Kristoff, if that was just because he couldn't recover from the ACL or for something more. I don't know, but but I when I when I watched that game, I was like, okay, Porzingis needs to chime in at least a good twenty points. If he can get twenty points for for uh the from the unicorn, Dallas win this game. But it got to the point where Luca's like, okay, like outside of Tim Harvey Jr. and I know uh Brunson, you know, kind of did some things. He's like, I gotta do this myself. And yeah. it's only a matter of time before, you know, um, you know, two years, three years in, he's like, all right, guys, he starts feeling like dirt. All right. Am I going to get any help here? Like, can you do anything? Because I'm literally doing everything. Yeah. And I, I texted you guys watching that game after the first quarter. We were like, oh, you know, the, the record for game seven points is on the line. Yeah. You know, Luca could do it. And he just trailed off towards the end because he was exhausted. Yeah. One of the announcers kind of alluded to his uh, physical fitness, said he could probably stand, uh, stand to get toned up a little bit. Well, that's true. But, you know, and that also comes to get him some help, make it so that he's not the only one out there. And that, that was the thing with the Warriors a couple of years ago is Steph would kind of get worn down in games, mm-hmm. you know, but when they had Durant there, Steph could do his thing and could take a couple plays off here or there because, you know, that KD could, you know, could run the offense. And and so they were all fresh when, when it came playoff time. When you're the only one doing everything, it's, it's exhausting. And they had a split. Who are like, you telling? I, I grew up watching Tracy McGrady and the Magic. I know what that feels like. I know what that yeah. feels like to watch that. That's horrible. Dude. Yeah. I mean, it's fun to watch. Let me clarify that. It, it's fun to watch when a guy can take 25 shots a game and nobody bats an eye. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, T-Mac had that green light, too. It was great to watch. Yeah. But they had the thing, they had the thing with Luca is, like, in the, the first quarter, he was averaging, like, like 13, 14 points. The second quarter, he was averaging like 11. And then it was eight in the third and two in the fourth because he was so tired come come the fourth quarter that the Clippers just overwhelmed him. Especially if they're able to throw – they were able to throw different bodies at him. Like you had yeah. Paul George, had him, Kawhi. And then there were times where uh, they had the Morris twin was kind of bodying him up a bit, you know, to get him tired. So you go through three pretty solid defensive players and you have no help. Like you said, you're going to get worn out really easy. Yeah. And so he he needs he needs help. I mean, I think I think this is only his second year, if I remember right. And so he's got a, he's got a couple of years to kind of figure this out. But he, Mark's got to do something. Mark Cuban has got to bring him some help. Or he's well, I'll leave. tell you this: if anybody who can bring Dame to Dallas, it will be Mark Cuban. I'm sure Mark is is thinking of some tampering ways of getting to him without the NBA fighting out. I'm sure. Man, that's, <laughs> that's two point guards on the floor at the same time. Well, technically. Luca could play off the ball, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that I think well, that it, it could work if needed. Isn't isn't Dame a, a two guard? Because isn't McCollum the point guard? I'm getting shades of Harden Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of points, a lot of stats goes nowhere. Well, and and that's in like if if Dame goes to Phoenix, 
he could play point because you know Booker is a is a natural two guard. And, and, and Booker would Booker would be so happy to have a guy that could drop thirty if he needed to. Because the and, only one on that team that can drop thirty if they need to is Booker. Yeah, but and, and Aiton Aiton's just gonna get better. That dude is not scared. He does not care. Yeah. I like his game, man. Like I'm starting to see again. I'm not okay. I was telling someone, I say, I, I told him, I said, in DeAndre Ayton, I see like the development of a Duncan. I wasn't saying he was Duncan. They were like, oh, no, he's not with Tim Duncan. I said, no, the development. Because people forget when Chris, I mean, when Tim Duncan first came to the NBA, he wasn't like all pro yet. He was still like developing. Like, I think, I think, um, I think his first year, he averaged like maybe like 15 points, like 10 rebounds. It wasn't a lot, but he started, that development started. And then he eventually became Timmy. And I see that in DeAndre Ayton, right? Because DeAndre Ayton, he has a Chris Paul. He has a Monty Williams. He has individuals to kind of like to to help guide him in games. And I saw a shift when they played the Lakers and how he was like all in freaking AD's like grill, like all in his shit. Like, no, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to block your shit. I'm going to put a body on you. Like, I saw him become a man uh, during that series. Okay, Dorian, I'm gonna I'm gonna correct you a little bit. So Duncan's rookie year, he averaged 21 and 12. Okay, maybe I was wrong. So, oh, but, but he also had the had the tutelage <laughs> that, of David Robinson. That's payback okay, for that's the Alabama. I mean. That's payback for the Alabama receivers thing earlier in the, in the year. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but yeah, what what Duncan had was the ability to grow into his role because he had he had you know David Robinson there. To, to help. And by Duncan being there, it allowed Robinson to be, be the player that people always thought that he was. Because people people think, well, David Robinson, well, he's just a winner. He, he was great. He didn't really win until Duncan got there. He was mm-hmm. always a, a first or second round flame out until Duncan got there and took some pressure off him. Mm-hmm. Talk about a guy that was ahead of his time. Yeah. David Robinson would fit right in right now. Oh, yeah. Elijah one would, too. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Elijah one would, would just be deadly right now. Uh, so, um, so with, with Phoenix, with the addition, they're able to to add Dame. They would be not only lethal, but a lot of people uh, would say that they would pretty much be the best team in the West. Yeah, the best in the they're West. The best team in the West. Yeah, hands down, yeah. hands down. Functional I mean, okay. big man, functional and, big man. And let's think about score. let's think about what we're saying here. If Dame chooses to go to Phoenix, and that's that's still a big if, we're saying hands down best team in the West, possibly best team in, in the league maybe be better than Brooklyn. The West next year will still have a team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis on, on the roster. Yeah, but they got to get through a season. That'd be nice. Yeah. Then when yep. they get through the season, then they got to get through a series. And, and that's, that's the thing. Good. That's the thing about you know, the Dame going to, to LA talk. I'm like, Davis is almost always hurt. And LeBron is two or three years away from retirement, if that. So if Charles, Dame went there, he'd look around like, yeah. I'm sorry, Charles called the Lakers bubble gangster. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. You said I, that about Miami too. I, I've heard that, and I'm just like every pretty much every team had had a had a short layoff. Okay, so it was Boston, Miami in the Eastern Conference Finals, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Who played? Who played um, the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals last year? Denver. Denver. Denver's still playing. Right. So I mean, it, it's not. It's not just the, the the bubble. You know, the bubble was was funk. I still say the bubble allowed talent to kind of shine through because it took away a lot of the distractions from the. Yeah. 
pull yeah. the pull him out of the bullshit. I mean, it's it's where the world was really introduced to Jamal Murray. Yeah. And Donovan Mitchell. I mean, the the Mitchell Murray series was just phenomenal, yeah. and that was those are players that no one had had ever heard of, and mm-hmm. they were able to play without all the crap. You know, you know, obviously the crowd noise and stuff that like that could get to them, but with also without really the media crowding their locker, crowding their yeah. their their bench, and so I think it allowed them to improve. And yeah, it's it's the coincidence that both you know both the finals participants last year are out in the first round but Miami shouldn't have been there to start with Miami was there because Milwaukee seems to fall apart in the second round and L, you know and the Lakers got there because of the magical hey one year of LeBron and, and AD actually being healthy because mm-hmm. had had Davis not gotten hurt they probably would have beat Phoenix chances of people stopping the Nets are not looking good no, no, and uh, the the chances of Milwaukee like becoming a team that wins a game this series is rather low. James Harden went out the other night, and it was no problem. No, no problem. <laughs> the Nets looked better. I know. Ooh, one more person not to force the ball to. Sweet. Well, and, and and think about that. If Brooklyn doesn't score a point in the fourth quarter the other night, they still win by ten. So if you're Milwaukee, right? So let's say if you're the GM of Milwaukee. Where do you go from here? Like, do you check up the the sell your whole sell your whole team for Dame Lillard? Damian Lillard is the priority this offseason for anybody that is on the cusp. That's true. It has to be. Has to be. Plan B. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that that team just does not. It's not a team. It's like a collection oh. of individuals. It feels like. And if it was anyone that I could see going to Milwaukee like a superstar, it would be Dame Lillard because he's so low maintenance. He's like, look, you know, I got someone that has the same mentality as I've like, you know, destroyed. You know what I mean? So him getting with Giannis, I like that pair. It's just being able to get him. Yeah, here, here are the free agents going into, into next year. Chris Paul, which we talked about, Kawhi, Mike Conley, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, Otto Porter Jr., Vic, Goran Dragic, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dennis Schroeder, who was a freaking idiot for turning down the extension for the Lakers, Fournier, Danny Green, Iguodala, Kelly Ibre Jr., James Johnson, Cody Zeller. Who are you going to get? I mean, there, there's no one out there. Now, I think depending on what happens with the Clippers, if the Clippers lose the series, I'm not sure if uh, if uh, Kawhi stays in, in L.A., my personal opinion. I don't think he ever should have left. I don't think he ever should have gone to LA. I mean, that's just that that's yeah. my personal opinion. I think he I think he would have been, been better served to stay in Toronto. That oh. whole country would have treated him like a hero. He would have been yeah. a goddamn king had he stayed yeah. in Toronto. Didn't yeah. he live there for free or something like that? They were saying like or or, or, or his family ate for free while he was there. Where I think somebody that? was gonna offer him some kind of housing if he decided to stay, like he would take like, care of his house it, or something. I honestly believe had he stayed and he probably would have won one more championship, he would he could have just walked up to Trudeau and said, You look, I'm prime minister now, get out. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> They would have had to stay downtown Toronto (laughs) with braids and all, with the claw, just like this. (laughs) I don't know. It's Yeah, it it, it bothered me when he left because I was thinking, like, I don't think they were thinking big picture. They're thinking, like, going to L.A. No, dude, you have a country behind you. Canada could have made you international. Do you know how they treated Vince and Vince didn't win anything? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and it's just like the YouTube algorithm, okay? In the United States, if you're in the U.S., you're pretty much in the U.S. and that's it. If you're anywhere outside of the U.S. and Canada counts, you are completely international to the rest of the world. And Canada would have sold him as such. And he would have been an international superstar. He would have been amazing. He'd have been shipped out just like maple syrup. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I, I, don't, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. It, this, this next series, a lot is riding on this Clipper, uh, Clippers-Utah series. Um, also, too, I know that 
there were grumblings. You know, that's why I was asking if Dame Lillard was a free agent because I heard grumblings of Paul George for, for Dame Lillard. Like, everyone is throwing, like, everything out there. Paul George doesn't have that kind of value. You'd have to be Paul George and two first-rounders. Probably. I'm thinking, too. Paul George is not that valuable to me. I'm sorry. Paul, Paul George is like the Peyton Manning of the NBA. He's great in the regular season, but not good in the postseason. Damn. <laughs> I mean, the numbers speak for itself, man. Adam's picked up the asshole torch here lately. <laughs> well, am I wrong? Well, that doesn't mean you're not an asshole. <laughs> being, being an asshole has nothing to do with being wrong or right. I promise you. After after 40 years of studying, being an asshole has nothing to do with being wrong or right. I promise you. But yeah. But the, the, the fact, thing... you, get, you get called an asshole more when you're right than you do when you're wrong. This is true. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing with George is, and as much as I really liked his game in Indiana, he has not been the same since he broke his leg. He and should really be expected to be, but he also you still have a contract that you're valued at, and you're not really. Well, and that's the contract. thing. It, like I, I understand Indiana thinking, okay, look, we're, we're going to do what we can. You were here. You were representing your country. It was a freak accident. Let's 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 do this. But LA's got to go. Look, you're just not the Paul George you used to be. I need you to take take some of this money back so I can put it around the team to fix what you can do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every so often he'll give you a, a, a good game, but he is not the Paul George that was going head to head with LeBron and not backing down. Right. It's, Playoff I don't know. I'm, I'm very skeptical what I say about Paul George because it's like, because that reach, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that reach is is killer. But it's just like, do you think that? Did you think that he really wanted to go to the Clippers? But maybe he felt like, you know what? Hey, what happens? It just seemed I, off. I, something just off. Lived in L.A. Goes to San Diego State. Is that correct? Oh, George. Oh, no, uh, no, no. Um, Kawhi went to San Diego State. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Paul George went to Fresno State. Fresno State. Yeah. Okay, so he's a West Coast guy. He goes to Indiana. Then he goes to Oklahoma City. He's probably ready to go anywhere else. Let <laughs> him get out of the middle of this country with these fucking hicks. <laughs> but that, that begs the question, had Kawhi stayed in Toronto, could he have recruited George to go to Toronto, maybe have him just pitch Kyle Lowry and bring George up there, and would that have been a better situation? Nicer hick. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and then they, they, they'd spend, you know, most of their time chilling at Drake's crib. So I mean, there, there's worse ways to live. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you could be Dennis Schroeder who turned down 90 million because you wanted 100 million, and then you you know you you don't score as many points as I do in an NBA playoff game. <laughs> and and again, and the reason why we're able to speak this way of these players is because they're the professional. Yeah. How are you a professional? What is he a starting point guard? You're a starting he, point guard. He's a starting and, point guard. Okay. Oh, starting right. point guard. Two are you points. Are you about to go full state Stephen A. Smith, Kwame Brown right now? No, 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 no. I'm not doing <laughs> that. That's what it feels like. It feels no, like. No, I'm not doing that. Place. All I'm saying is this. I'm saying that, all right, Dennis Schroeder, we know that he's more than capable of contributing. For some reason, he didn't do it, right? So he didn't contribute the way that everyone was relying on him to do it. And now he's asking for more money. So it's like the proof has to be in the pudding. I'm sure LeBron, after that, after he lost the series, I'm sure he probably had some, he already had some conversations with Rob, uh, Jeannie was like, um, we need a point guard. I actually saw something um, on Clutch Sports, I think it is. No, not Clutch Sports. Uh, I can't I can't think of the site. But they were talking about Russell's been grumbling about going to L.A. He wants to go to L.A.? No, 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 no. He's happy in D.C. He, I hope he stays in D.C. <laughs> I hope he stays in D.C. for his sake. Because I think that they'll, they'll probably be able to move the needle a lot more in D.C. than they will in L.A. 
because in the West, everybody's going to get better next year. Well, and, and I, I go back to my point about Dame to, to L.A. and the same thing with Russell. No, granted, he doesn't have as many years as Dame. But that team is going to be crap in two years. And why would you go to a team that you know is going to be shit unless you know you only have a couple of years left? Westbrook, I believe, think in his head, believes he probably has at least one more one more full contract in him. And there's no reason to go to a team with that you know is going to be crap, and you're going to be the only one there in two years. I feel like there's a little more balance coming into the league than what we're talking about here. You don't feel like the, the East is getting a little stronger? Well, I... I, I think if Brooklyn stays the way they are, which I that's a volatile mix to start with, but I, I think teams are going to start to stock up in the East. That's what I was going to say. I mean, the, the Knicks are only maybe like a player and a half away from being a real pain in the ass. Uh, the Hawks, yeah. man, the Hawks. I know, Adam, I know you have some things to say about Trey Young, but Trey Young spent like six games shutting you up. Yeah. <laughs> Nate, Nate McMillan has done wonders for that kid. Absolutely. Just like Tom Thibodeau's done for the Knicks. Yeah. So and and that's the thing is Atlanta's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. New York, you know, if Dolan can get out of his own way, they're going to be a pain for a while. Yeah. Philly, if they can figure out what to do with with Ben Simmons or can get a point guard he can shoot, they're going to be pain painful for a while. The Milwaukee, Wizards, I have no idea. The Wizards arguably played the best basketball they had in the season. And that's the thing. If Russ can, can keep going like this for another couple of years. Bradley Beal's just going to keep shooting. He doesn't care. You know, Gafford, he, he kind of rounded it to his own here towards yeah, late in the season. He's fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. If they, I think if they get just a wing, a competent wing, that is a team that's going to be, going to be competing for a two or three seed. Could you, do you think, what what wing uh, you guys could think of that can well, go there and contribute in well, Shit, judging from that list Adam just read, it's going to be a trade that we won't be able to speculate on. It'll just be yeah, probably talking about, yeah, but yeah that, that's a weak ass list. It'll be yeah. next season before anything happens. Everything else is going to be trades. Yeah. Well, and that and that's the thing though. This is like the worst year to be a free agent because the seller cap is all jacked up from COVID. Yeah, there's no real players out there, so they're going to pay somebody. This is true. So it might be it might be a better year to be a free agent because of the lack of the big name. But I, I don't. I don't think that the teams have the cap savings that they've had in the past because they haven't brought in as much money as they had. Yeah. Mm. Now, granted, yes, the, most of their their cap space is from TV money, and that didn't go anywhere thanks to the bubble. But the the gate money just is almost non-existent because I mean I think the playoffs is when they have finally had fans in the stands. Oh, billionaires are hurting their. Oh, I, I feel I feel so sorry that James so Dolan sad. is losing money. My, my heart goes out for you know him. What? Tell them exactly what they tell us. Well, you just need to save a little more. You need to tighten up your bootstraps. Pull up your, pull up yourself on your bootstraps. Come on, yeah. come on, come on. Stop having all those lattes. You're, imagine your support system compared to your employees, you fucks. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. You know what? We we could always just be professional boxers, and you know, you know, get a YouTube personality, be a professional boxers, and get the shit beat out of us by Floyd and still making millions of dollars. Oh, we have to say <laughs> something about that. And that. That's all you guys. I know, BJ. No, I think you paid I'm for mad, it. I'm mad about paid for shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm mad. I'm mad. You think I'm stupid? <laughs> well. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Uh, you, you know what? I gotta give Where? it to Floyd, man. Like he knows, he knows how to manipulate. He, he knows, knows how to hustle. He knows how to hustle people. Right. Yes. So you can't can't knock the hustle like uh, Jay Z says. So yeah, I can when you try to masquerade as the best boxer ever. I sure as fuck can knock your hustle. Right. But everybody's still buying into it though. Well, everybody's fucking stupid. We've turned that <laughs> in the past four years. <laughs> so you know, uh, so in in Floyd's case, it's like 
if you know that the masses is, if you know from a hustling standpoint that you're smarter than the mass, I mean, you want to keep milking that cow until people wise up. He's the king of idiots. <laughs> he's a, yeah, you know what? He's a rich idiot, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fuck him. I don't care. You're not the best boxer ever. You're not going to get that title. Uh, best boxing businessman? Probably. Hands down. Yeah, yeah. But, like, well, you, you picked and chose your fights, and you wanted to fight Pacquiao when he's, like, at the back half of his career in politics. Whatever. Yeah, there, there, there's one politician that we could all put in a boxing match, but you know that's a that's neither here nor there. <laughs> and, uh, Dorian, you were telling me that some people think that Tyson was a better boxer than than Ali. Well, not I would say a better boxer. So, uh, so a group of <laughs> a group of individuals. I'm not going to say their names because they're not going to jump me. So, but I'll say this: they were saying that if Ali can last five to six rounds with Tyson, like a young prime Tyson, they said that they said Ali would win by decision, not by knockout. They said that, you know, a young prime Tyson, what he's going to do, he's going to work Ali's body to the point where Ali would end up focusing on guarding whichever rib, and that's when that KO punch coming in. And the thing I said was, well, the only reason why I, the only reason why I said that I think Ali would win because Ali's jab was lethal. That's what he's known for. His jab kept you honest. You knew that you had to be very calculated with Ali because his jab would knock you to, you know, knock you the hell out. So I said, and if you go back to the past fights that Tyson had against taller boxers with long reaches, he never won those fights. Lennox look, Lewis, you know what I'm saying? Look, like, like he had a time with those boxers with the long reach, especially with the jab. So he already fought Mike Tyson. He fought a bigger, stronger Mike Tyson. He fought George Foreman. What Bali's gonna do? is he's going to find out your weakness and he's going to exploit it. He knew he could tire George out. Same thing he'd do to Mike. Take those fucking shots. Get punched in the arms. Get punched in the head. Do what he's got to do. Catch Parkinson's because he wants to win this fight. That's what would happen. He's going to say he'll, he'll just he'll drain it out of Mike. And then when it's time, he'll put him down. I still remember uh, George telling the story of the Roper Dope when he just gave Ali everything. Just business. gave him all he had. And I think it was in like the ninth or tenth round. Ali looked at him and went, is that all you got, big man? And George just went, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, imagine that. A half an hour of punching somebody. And he says, is that all you got? Yes, actually, that is. <laughs> I'm done. Bye. Done. Done. Knock me out so we get the shit over. <laughs> George probably can feel his arms. He's got like 60 pound arms. So, so yeah, so that they were saying, they were just saying that Ali would have to last six, you know, six rounds or more. Ali has it, but they said that those, they said Tyson was more relentless, you know, coming. He'd have and, to and, catch Tyson and that whole float like a butterfly so, thing. It's not because he was a statue. So you're telling me Tyson be more relentless than George Foreman was? <laughs> well, well, to be uh, have you seen that fight? He tried to kill that. I man. saw that. Right, he okay. Tried to fucking kill that man. <laughs> right, but think about it is, think about this. Tyson, Tyson can move a lot faster than Foreman. A lot faster than Foreman. Tyson wasn't, you know, Foreman when he was coming. What I saw from the fight, he was coming after Ali. Like he was coming with everything he got, but Ali right. was two steps ahead of him. But, like, well, okay, let's, all right. let's use our brains here, though. Like Ali had no problem with speed, though. So, like, if he can take the punishment of a power puncher like Foreman and deal with the speed of other fighters, why couldn't he He have a game plan for Mike? Mike would tell you this. There's been interviews where Mike has said this. You're telling me that they think Mike was faster than Frazier on his feet? That's a good question. I mean, they to me, Frazier, to me, Mike Tyson was a lot like uh, Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier was Mike Tyson before Mike Tyson was Mike Tyson. Look, I love I love Mike Tyson. I love him as a personality. He's been absolutely right. hilarious since he's kind of figured himself out. I love him as an athlete. 
Mike Tyson will tell you Muhammad Ali would have his ass. I'm sure. I mean, we we know that. I mean, there's obviously, but again, you have individuals. They're like, they're like, hey, they're like, it's not. Uh, for our, for our, I was told what they shared with me. They don't think that it's a no brainer. They were like, okay, yes, can Ali beat uh, Tyson? Hands down, yes. But from their standpoint, they were like, those first six rounds is gonna is gonna be the tail of the tape, and then from there they figured that uh, Ali would win. That reach, those feet, and those combinations, right. it's a no-brainer. <laughs> right. Ali, he's the greatest for a reason. Man, when I saw, even in his latter years before he retired, he still, like, his jab kept individuals honest. Like, the last fight, or second the last fight where he fought. In 81 or something? Yeah. Yeah. Like even then, like um Leon Spinks beat him. No, it wasn't Leon Spinks. It's the uh other guy. I can't think of his name. But anyway, um, it's it's the boxer who jumped on Larry the, Holmes. Yeah, Larry Holmes. That's who it was, Larry Holmes. Like Ali was still giving him the work with the jab. It just Ali was like what 50 something? What like or something? He was like in his late 40s, and Larry Holmes was like like 26 or something like that. He was a lot younger. Oh no, he fought Trevor Burbick. Nineteen eighty-one. That was his last fight. Last fight. Yeah, he, don't even talking about his next to last fight. Yeah, oh. yeah. He he fought Larry Holmes in what eighty eight seventy nine because Larry Holmes was the heavyweight champion when um October second nineteen eighty. Okay, yeah, but still, like Ali was holding his own. It was just you know father time, man. So. He, he he doesn't lose. Father time does not lose. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson told Ali he was going to get revenge on Larry Holmes for knocking Ali out. And he did. And he did. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. <laughs> you know, after that fight, I don't think like, did Larry Holmes fight again? I wouldn't want to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like yeah. Michael Sphinx. Anybody did anybody see him again? He fought Foreman, Ali, and Tyson. I'm surprised he threw him full sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, guys. There's a reason why, like MMA fighters, they have about thirty or forty bouts on them, and then they're done. Yeah, I might regret saying this, but sometimes it's tough to listen to the Diaz brothers. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. If that ever gets out, Jesus Christ, you get stalked and slapped. Maybe they'll look at me and have mercy on me, be like, Nah, not that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I don't know, but um, yeah, but out of that boxing list that um that was posted today, um, a lot of individuals were you know, inboxing me and they were saying that the fight that will be pound for pound would be uh, Chavez and Pac-Man. I said, I can see them just going at each other. No, no defense, just straight. Like who's going to knock each other out first? I still like the, uh, the uh, Sugar Ray and Floyd fight. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Sugar Ray's going to win. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing, and I was saying that Floyd is all de- all defense. I mean, yeah. he, he will pick his spots and he will land them, but he's yeah. all defense and Sugar Ray is going to find a way around it. Yeah, yeah. you can catch those hands. He didn't. He didn't work on that hand speed for nothing. Right. Oh, uh, plus Sugar Ray, what? 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 Six one? Six foot? He's a little longer. Yeah. Yeah, longer. So that reaching that speed, Floyd's gonna have a long night, man. <laughs> you, you can only stand like this for so long. <laughs> And, and you got Sugar Ray's like, okay, are you gonna know how? Okay, you gonna guard your face? It's cool. I'm gonna oh, work on that body. He's only five ten. Five ten. That reach. Oof. I'm, I can't think the hand speed is what I'm thinking about. Right. Like what is five speed. eight? And that's the thing. I mean, it's, uh, you're right. Floyd is a great businessman. He's a horrible boxer. No, 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 no. He's not that. He's just not the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like I'm not gonna say the man can't box. Anybody that can go ten fights throwing twenty punches and getting hit twice, that's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. He's he's a solid boxer. He's just you can't yeah, it's just 
He's a weasel of a business. The picking and choosing fights. Like, how many tomato cans you want to line up? Uh, it reminds me of, how was the, the movie Showtime, I think it was? was it wasn't Showtime. It was the Eddie Murphy movie where he put, was a boxer. He pretended to be a cop. I think De Niro was in it. Showtime. Yeah, I think I think it was Showtime. Where, Showtime. yeah, he... Yeah, he was he had to be a boxer, and, and that was his whole thing about the. No, Kelly Kelly Richardson doesn't doesn't have anything but a zero at the end of his number. It's all about the zero. It's all about the zero, and that's why I think Floyd is. It's all about the zero at the end. He has sold the undefeated record, and BJ, you're right. He hasn't taken the fights that he needs to prove himself. He's not fighting Canelo. No, he's not I, fighting I, Triple I, I G. Won't, I won't fight Canelo either. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I swear, something's up with Canelo. Nope. Canelo looks like he's bigger than everybody he fights, and they're talking about, oh, he's only two pounds heavier. Bullshit. Yeah. No, he's man. No, man. He's, well, every time he stands next man. to somebody, I'm like, are you? Why are y'all in the same weight class? Who told you that? Canelo, I don't know what Canelo's eating, man, but it's. I'm like, man, he's that shredded. Good, he looks more shredded Mexican than the last time cooking. he fought. That good Mexican home cooking. <laughs> um, speaking of boxing, so I know you guys heard about there's going to be a trilogy with Fury and um Deontay Wilder. What do you guys think about that? Should be. I thought that one I one, thought they were. Con- you always yeah. have the third. I thought they were contractually obligated to have it. <laughs> you mean scripted? I mean contractually obligated? That they, well, you know that, that too. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, when when Vince McMahon is the one that signs your contract, yeah, you kind of know what's going to happen. So no, I've always been skeptical of trilogies, especially if they are not won by knockouts. Like if they are determined by knockouts. If it's like a decision, a decision, and then the third fight, it's like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sketchy. Uh, are, are you saying that some sports are more rigged yes. than others? Yes. <laughs> yes. One hundred percent. Have you involve yourself with organized crime for like fifty years? That's on BJ, the low side too. It's probably close to hundred. And BJ still thinks the Blazers should have beaten the Lakers back in two thousand. No. <laughs> the damn uh, Sacramento, should, Sacramento should in that one series. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. They should have won. This is not a conspiracy show tonight. We can have one of those. Just, just email Adam. It wouldn't take us. Wouldn't take the three of us long to come up with that show. <laughs> I, know. I mean, didn't was uh, Donahue was he uh, refereeing that series? I know he said he refereed the Blazer series. I want to say that he didn't ref the King series, but Stern, uh, he was in on some um, some stuff with Stern for that series. Wow, all about those ratings, man. I listened to an interview with him where he was talking about the referee meetings pregame and how they're told what to look for. Like maybe something was missed last game and that's kind of how they steer the games. Yeah. But see, that happens now. I mean, you got Doc Rivers talking about, well, Ben Simmons is just too big to, to guard Trey Young, you know, one up and he just, you know, it, he he's more aggressive. Coaches have been doing this for decades mm-hmm. and it just, you know, it, it trickles onto the ref room. Now, whether or not the refs were told from Stern what to look for, or whether who, or whether they were told from Phil Jackson what to look for, because Jackson was known to do that. Oh, yeah. He'd do it publicly. He would say, yeah. "Oh, well, the refs need to look at this." It's the same same shit. Yeah, and Kerr took that from Jackson. Phil Jackson. Kerr does the same thing with stuff. Oh yeah. Well, actually, all these players. Um, well, the, and every coach does it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not the coaches. Sometimes it's the owner because you got Mark Cuban going out there talking about. Oh yeah. <laughs> He has no problem with saying it. You know? Well, I, I always think it's funny. It's like, well, the NBA is fine. Mark Cuban, $100,000. Okay. <laughs> that 10 bucks? It's still, what is that? 10 bucks? Maybe 100 yeah. bucks? I mean, that's, wow. not, that's, that's like 100000 more than his tax bill, but it's, it's yeah. not the point. I mean, if you're a coach, I mean, 
isn't your job to find whatever edge to win? I mean, yeah. I mean, you don't have to pull a Bill Belichick in the court. Hey, no, he he just misinterpreted the rules. Ah, yes. It's like saying he missed the he mistook the play button for the record button or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought I was rewinding. <laughs> Three hours. Coach, why was the camera out there in the, in the first place? Uh, I misinterpreted. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so uh, since we're, I, you know, since we're switching gears real quick, I have a question. So I was, it wasn't a debate, but I was in this discussion. They were talking about the the Titans getting uh Julio Jones, right? And they were saying that now that yeah, what what sports show called uh, um, Julio to, t- to Tennessee? Yes, we we did. We were the only ones talking about it. Yeah, it was us, Sandlot Sports, baby. So so they were saying that now that Julio is on the Titans, that the play action is going to be more deadly, and that they should win more games. Well, they actually picked them to win the AFC South, which I don't see how they're going to beat the Colts, but that's a whole other thing oh, itself. I think Tennessee Titans, I don't know if they have like a typical play action because it feels to me as if Derrick Henry's in charge of the handoff. Because I mean, once you stick it in there, if he decides to take it, it's his anyways. Well, see, and, and here's the thing is Julio doesn't, doesn't necessarily help the play action per se. Take your arm with it. You know, yeah. the, the play the play action is really driven by by Henry, as he said. It's going to be more effective because he's going to have a better receiver to throw it to. Right. But so, so, so who would be the deep Julio, person? It would be Julio, uh, AJ Brown, Julio, right? Julio, oh, yeah. Julio is going to be better for Derrick Henry than Derrick Henry will be for Julio. One hundred percent. Because Julio is going to push the back of that defense back or get burnt. Those are your two choices. Yeah, mm-hmm. and well, and that's the thing. Like, you cannot put eight guys in the box anymore. Right. You just can't. You will get fried. Which didn't work last year, anyways. So now you're yeah. just not allowed to do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> they have another receiver. <laughs> so like that's that strategy didn't work anyways. Now you're negative one. You got yeah, right. Good luck. Oof. Good yeah, it, it's going to be a lot of can Derrick Henry beat one guy, or can more more specifically, can Derrick Henry run over one guy and more likely he's going to win that right i want one of the guys i work with is not a big football fan but he is he likes athletes and i was like oh i got something for you so i played him like uh derrick henry's best stiff arms he's like who's this guy i was like ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) ridiculous dude he's six four what 260 i looked it up today he's six three two thirty eight two forty seven those are the two numbers i saw and probably like three percent body fat and consistently pulls away from cornerbacks Yes. After stiff arming like three people and cutting. I'm not talking about straight line speed. Anybody can do that. This guy. Jeez. So, but the thing is, but their defense, the Titans' defense, I, I didn't see anything special that they did on defense. So they're going to have to outscore people pretty much to beat them. Well, see, and, and here's the thing with, with with Henry back there, you don't necessarily need a great defense. You still need a good defense. And you're right, they need to improve their defense. But with Henry back there, with Julio out, out wide with A.J. Brown out there, you can control the clock. They don't average 36, 37 minutes per game. They're doing something wrong. And that's the thing. If Your defense doesn't have to be great if the other team doesn't have the ball that often. That's true. I don't think this helps Julio's fantasy value. I think he's actually more valuable on the Falcons than he is the Titans. I don't think Julio cares. Yeah, <laughs> at this point, yeah. Oh, you better start caring because your fantasy draft's coming up quick, bud. Well, again, I don't think Julio cares. Adam oh. might for the, <laughs> the fairytale football you guys want me to well, be in. I was, I was specifically <laughs> talking about fantasy, and I wasn't assuming that Julio gave a shit about fantasy. No, he, he doesn't, and that's okay. Right. Maybe um, so, but do you, do you really think the Colts can beat them in two games? 
Or do you think they'll split the, the series? I think they'll split me first. I think I think each will win at home. Okay, so so right there you've got Tennessee's gonna beat the beat Jacksonville twice. They're gonna beat Houston twice, split with Indy. That's five wins right there. Mm-hmm. They need another four or five to get into the playoffs easily. I don't know what the schedule likes, but I mean, it, you've got touchdown Jesus throwing touchdowns to the defense and practice in Jacksonville with a bad hammy. <laughs> what, you know, say what, you, what say you, King Jaguar? I mean, like I told you guys before, like it's Urban doing his thing. Just gotta see what happens right now. What What is Urban's thing exactly? Whining about free agent policy? No, complaining about the draft. That's the thing. Like we don't. Well, think about this. He's turning a more than capable running back into a wide receiver in Travis Etienne. Yeah. So it's like, it's to the point where you just shrug your, as a Jags fan, you just shrug your shoulders and be like, we'll see what happens. There's a reason Dude, why um, Minshew really, is on the roster. really, really butthurt he didn't get Kadarius Tony. Yeah. You don't hear about too many coaches talk about the guy they missed the, the day of the draft. Like, you don't yeah. hear about that. That was out the morning after the draft. It was like, oh, yeah, upset we didn't get Kadarius Tony. Like, you don't. What if you attempt to trade for him in a couple of years? You totally okay. tipped your hand. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, you're assuming he's going to last a couple of years. Right. Uh, if they don't figure out how to use that guy, he's Percy Arvin without the migraine. Right, right, exactly. And also, too, what, what Urban Meyer is trying to do is he's trying to put Travis Etienne in that role. And it's like, that's not what he does. Like It is now. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, <laughs> is that what he does? Well, unfortunately, oh. yeah, he's one of the better uh, receiving running backs came out of the draft. That's for sure. Yeah, he was a more complete running back than most. Yeah, but but think about it: being able to have him in the backfield, he can him having that combo of him and James Robinson. People thought, oh, okay, we're doing something. But now he's like a right receiver. Like, is y'all got Dude, Leonard Fournette though? You don't line Reggie Bush up at right receiver. You right. got Leonard Fournette though. No, they don't. I know they don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've yeah. been sitting here the whole time you're having this conversation, trying to think about the Jaguars running back without looking his name up. Can't do it. <laughs> I played fantasy football the last three years. I can't name your running back. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, James Robinson, from a fantasy football standpoint, he he had a solid year last year. Yeah, because y'all needed him to. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not denying that at all. We needed him to. This year, I don't know what the hell Urban Meyer is going to do with him. Um, I don't know. It's, it's scary. I wonder what, if he's going to convince Travis Etienne to change his name to Kadarius Tony. <laughs> 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 and that's the thing like you don't hear coaches going you know what that that tom brady kid he he got away from us i really wanted to get him but he got away from yeah. us or this free agent process is hard <laughs> did you hear um he also did a on a jaguar where he talked about tim tebow and they were asking him like all right so how you plan on using him and he said we're going to use him in specific packages okay like can you tell us and 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 he was like he said, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're considering all of our ops. And then they were like, so you don't know how you're going to use them. <laughs> well, okay. I had a boss tell me that. It's like, well, we're, we're trying to figure out your role here. We, we need to evaluate some things. You know what that means? We don't know what to do with you. You're going to be shit can in a couple of weeks. <laughs> exactly. So it was, um, it's just a cluster, man. I mean, that that's like the reporting I heard at a Green Bay is, well, we're using this time that Aaron Rodgers is holding out to evaluate Jordan Love. Evaluate Jordan Love? He's been in the system three years. You don't know what you got when you picked him in the first round? <laughs> exactly. So I'm looking at the Titans schedule and uh, for this year, and they have, well, 
we already said the as far as the division, the games that they're going to win there, they're going to win twice. Okay, we're not going to do the Mike and the Mag dog. That's a win. That's a loss. No, we're not. We're not doing that. We're just going to say oh, the let's Titans do the Dan be- Orlovsky. We just say win, 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 <laughs> win. <laughs> oh, guy runs out of the back of the end zone twice. Twice. And he, they lie on fucking TV. <laughs> But a good game that I do see. Well, that's about- okay. I, wasn't it Tennessee that elected an official that used to be a quarterback to bang his head against the wall when he played quarterback? Talking about Gus Rock? Yes. <laughs> I remember that about dislocated damn disc in his neck. <laughs> I was watching that game. I remember that game. I'm pretty sure it was Monday night. I think you're right. What is it with Monday night and, and Washington quarterbacks? Oh, no, man. It's an omen. <laughs> It has to be an omen. There's a wall. Ram your head into it. Okay. <laughs> One game that I do see on their uh, on their schedule, the Titans, it's going to be pretty uh, interesting. Is you got the Titans and Patriots in New England. You have the Titans and the Rams in LA. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah, that's going to be fun. And then you also have the wow. They have they got some pretty solid games. They got the Titans and Cardinals. Uh, the Titans and Seahawks. We already know about them. If oh, I the Titans to, and Bills, October eighteenth. That's the boom. If I had the Cardinals on my schedule, I would just like find the biggest, tallest defensive ends on the free agent market and just play, sign them for that game. <laughs> you're, you're on a ten day contract. Yeah, just stand up, bro. Just stand up. Be Put your hands up. Put your hands awesome. up. Be big. You ain't got to push. Don't worry about it. He can't see shit. Exactly. But he's got to stay in front of him. He got hop. He's got to throw rounds. it down the sideline, but he's down there somewhere. <laughs> But yeah, the, the Titans New England game is not going to be as interesting as we want it to be. Because I'm hearing that Cam's already hurt and they've already lost Mac Jones. Cam from... get a clean bill of health from God himself and it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Sorry. And then they were saying that Mac Jones is has just not been impressive because, well, shocker, he doesn't have the yeah. Alabama wide receiving core. He's a fucking Alabama quarterback. Of course he's not going to be impressive. He'll be impressive when he starts analyzing college football. <laughs> That's going to be his move in a couple of years. That's exactly correct. So outside of Tua, has, has there been an Alabama quarterback that, well, well, well there is. You can uh, include Tua in this conversation. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, because, I mean, is, is it safe to say that Tua is the most successful Alabama quarterback? Like year past, to date? Of the past 40 years, yes. Okay. Um, well, yeah, as a matter of fact, we had this conversation. We talked yeah. about outside of yeah, Joe Namath. Yeah, we covered this. Yeah. Nobody, nobody. That's not an exaggeration. I can use the words never and nobody in that case. <laughs> I mean, what are your examples? Brody Coyle? Mm. John solid, Parker Wilson? Solid Kansas City Chiefs there. <laughs> John Parker Wilson, he was good on MTV on the whole Hoover High thing. That's where he's yeah. from. That's that Greg McElroy? I mean, the, the, these are your choices. It's just, it's not, it's not a thing. Not a thing. Damn. I mean, what about A.J. McCarron? I mean, well, he, at least he's still in the league. So... so <laughs> there, are long, think, there are long snappers that have grandchildren in this league. What are you talking about? <laughs> and you got the McCown brothers. How long did they get paid from the NFL? Dude, Drew Stanton still has a job in the NFL. I ain't seen anything. Hold on. Chad, Chad Henney's still here. Oh, don't you don't make your face like that, and then I say Chad Henney, and you don't make another face. You better make another face. Chad Henney's still in the league. Face. Hey, Chad Henney has a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
yeah, Drew Stane, if you ever want to see like ultra white boy, watch the celebrations on the sideline. Like you can't get any whiter. Uh the worst thing. Gets so cousin? I have to change it. Oh no, no, he he's whiter than cousins. <laughs> <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody more hunky than Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Kirk Cousins might have the you like that, but but Drew Stanton's got the I'm going to twirl my arm for you know, 30 yards as I'm trying to chase you down the field. Oh, so he's like a special he's like a special team coach or something. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, that was hilarious. Um, I was watching uh, I think it was ESPN U. They were talking about Arch Manning, uh, Peyton Manning's nephew. They were saying how you know schools are coming after him, things of that nature, and talk about he's narrowing narrowing down his choice. And they were talking. They had Alabama, they had Clemson, whatever, and they were saying like, where would he be a good fit and why? And one of the guys said that someone mentioned Florida, and they were like, I don't know if he'd be a good fit in Florida. And I'm like, why not? You know. And then two, the current quarterback that they have at Florida, I can't think of his name. I'm sure BJ, you know, but when Arch comes to college, he's going to be gone. Emory Jones? Yeah. Yeah, Emory Jones. Yeah. When when Arch come in, Emory should be graduated. Or he'll probably be in the draft or whatever he decides. Well, and it won't matter. Right. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Right. It, it, I mean, right. it won't matter. But so you're my trying to tell is, me Archie Manning's going to be a gator? Arch meaning, Arch. archable meaning, if you will. Right. No, Talk about won't. being Wonder Bread. It would be A Manning. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's a it's a possibility, uh, dude. It, I, I would love it. Really, is his name really Archibald? I don't know. I just made that up. Oh, it, you it, made me nervous because that's in Louisiana. <laughs> that could be like his great 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 grandfather that was a slave owner. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that made me nervous. Like Archibald's like who are you? Well, let's let's find Arnold? out. Oh, yeah, please tell me I'm wrong. Please tell me you just made that yeah, up. Yeah, oh, no, shoot. you might have, you might have, yeah, no. No, uh, no, no, his name is Arch. Old, old Plantation Manning. <laughs> I would, I would love to see a Manning go to Florida and Spurrier come out of retirement to coach them. Be like an offensive coordinator or something. That would be, is a Spurrier like 75 or some shit? You think he'd care? <laughs> Uh, yeah, his name is Arch, just Arch. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, but but Florida, they said Florida was on his radar, Let's and it see. should be. If you're a quality quarterback, Florida should be in your radar. Yeah, look what he did with Kyle Trask. I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but he came out of nowhere, and, and I'm pretty sure he squeezed everything he could out of Felipe Frank. Yes, that kid well, just needed a chain of scenery. And that's in the Kyle Trask is is probably gonna come out as the best quarterback of the draft because mm-hmm. he's in the best situation. Yeah. He doesn't have to start day one. He can sit behind Brady, learn, maybe. and it, But if he does what he's supposed to do, he can take a team that's built to win and guide them to a Super Bowl. You know, uh, Mac Jones isn't doing that. Justin Fields sure as hell ain't doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mac Jones will take him to the popcorn bowl, maybe the toilet <laughs> bowl, possibly the cereal bowl. Oh, but, yeah. but speaking of bowls, uh, did you guys see that um, the NCAA and the College Football Committee it have submitted their proposals for the the upcoming new playoffs. They're saying there is a proposal in there for an, an eight and a twelve team playoff system. That's what I'm talking about. So. Now we're I getting down so. to business. Now so. we're getting down to business. I freaking That's how it should be. This little so, four, this little four team Alabama Clemson shit show. I'm done with it. But yeah, they they said that nothing's decided 
yet. They are proposals. They they want to discuss it, but nope. there there nope. are proposals for for expanding the playoffs. Nothing to talk about. Yeah. The, the only thing to talk about is do you do it eight or do you do it twelve? And I I'm still sticking with my answer. If you do it eight, I think they're being pussies and you go full sixteen. No, I, I think you do it simple. I think you got five conference win- five power conference winners the best of the group of five and then two best remaining teams fuck everyone else if you if you can't win your if you can't win your conference and you can't be one of the two remaining teams you don't deserve to play for the championship I mean, both of what you guys are saying is better than what they shit they're doing now so well, it, eight, two, 16, yeah 12 don't matter yeah because well, what it is now it's clemson alabama ohio state and then random big 12 team right like they've completely alienated the pac-12 and and mm-hmm. so yeah what, what they're doing now is just not working now it's not working for ratings and that's because people are just kind of done with the Alabama Clemson bullshit, yeah. and it sure sounds not working for competitiveness because the games have not even been close. Joel Embiid just dropped a forty burger. Yeah, it, it was funny. Teams. I was I had the game up on ESPN. They're like, "Well, the Hawks are staying in there," and then the score popped up, and they were down by fifteen. Staying in there. Like, yeah. What the hell? Yeah. What? Yeah. What are no. you talking about? Staying in there. I mean, they're like on the court in the building. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I'm curious to see how Game Three of that series goes because you knew Philly was gonna was gonna bounce back and you knew they were probably going to win this because this this was a must win game for Philly. How is Game Three going to go in Atlanta? If Philly wins in Atlanta, then they're gonna win the series probably four to one. If Atlanta wins, look out. But even if Philly, let's say if Philly wins the series, it's like it don't it don't matter. Yeah, how are you? Uh... And like you said before, Ben Simmons not having a jump shot, he's going to get exposed. The deeper you go into the playoffs without a jump shot, you're going to get exposed because the coaching is, for the most part, you know, more solid. And they're going to come up with the plan where they're going to you know what? Let him shoot it. Let him shoot yeah. it. Let him shoot it. See what happens. For all, it, for all it's worth, I think Atlanta actually has a better shot of beating Brooklyn in a seven-game series. And what I mean by that, I mean they're going to lose four games to two instead of four games to one. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Philly just doesn't have the firepower to, to, to compete with Brooklyn. Yeah. Even if Harden is still hurt, which he won't be by the time that series starts. Isn't yeah. Harden re- dealing with a hamstring? Yeah, the same hamstring we hear during the regular season. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nope, that won't be right till next year. But that's the thing. I mean, that they don't need him. Yeah, but if that's the case, they should let him sit as long as they can until they do need him. Right. Because uh, hamstrings are no joke, man. If you aren't careful with that, it could turn into like a lifelong thing. Speaking of someone who tore their hamstring in high school, I I agree. Well, Can't have half hamstrings made of butter at. Exactly. <laughs> Just well, talking I- shit. <laughs> no, but. But, you know, that's the thing. Brooklyn's coming out of the East. There's nobody that can stop them. Milwaukee just they didn't even show up the other night. And I, I don't see Philly stopping them. Atlanta has a chance of winning a couple of games, but not four. Yeah. And so it's going to be, you know, who out of the West can, can do it. And Utah is good. I mean, I, I've been trumpeting Utah since we started. I, I do like their game. They, they've yeah. got a chance. If Phoenix keeps going the way they are, getting the, keeping the confidence up the way they're going, they've got a chance. Sorry, I'm but, over here obsessing about the hamstring because Adam Thielen's hamstring fucked me up in fantasy football last year. Sorry. Oh, you poor thing in your fairy tale football league. <laughs> yeah, I had a shot of five hundred dollars, so uh. <laughs> eat, a, eat a dick about that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, too, like with Utah, the thing the thing that I I like about Utah is that not only do they move the ball, but when you have a solid point guard in Mike Conley that 
let's say if Donovan Mitchell is having, you know, a somewhat of a rough night or in foul trouble, like Mike Conley can get you 20 points yeah. if needed, you know? Well, and I remember they were talking to Aiton about Chris Paul being there. He's like, that. this is what we needed. We didn't necessarily need a point guard, but we needed somebody that can settle things down. Right. Somebody that, that understands the game. Absolutely. And Conley is it's exactly that. No, he's not as good as Paul because Paul's one of the better, better point guards of all time, but he can settle things down. You're right. If you need him to, he can score 18, 20 points. That's not his game, but he'll do it if he needs right. to. But what he can do is he can get you in the right spots Absolutely. and he can settle you down. If you're shooting, if you're pulling a John Starks, he knows to pull your side and what to say to, to, to get you right. And there's so, just something to that veteran leadership. Absolutely. So I asked the both of you guys this. Do you think if a shooter is having a... A rough night shooting. Do you think that it's best for them to keep shooting or they should play to their other strengths that they have? They need to play to the other strengths because you don't want to be like Milwaukee shooting 15 for 50 or whatever the hell they're shooting. You need to try something else. If you're coming out in the first quarter and you're shooting and you try shooting threes and you're 0 for 5, 0 for 6, try something else. Now you well, can go back to it after you get some confidence, but you need to try something else. That shit worked in your dad's NBA, your older brother's NBA, and your NBA. It is working at NBA now. If you got the other team chucking up threes, you better keep chucking up threes because those layups aren't going to do shit. But if you're not making them, I mean, yeah. It doesn't you know, matter. It giving doesn't giving matter. up three for two is not going to be any good, two. but giving up three for nuns is going to do you worse. Right. But you're going to lose doing three for twos anyways. You might as well jack those threes up. If it was a different game, if there's a post game or anything like that, I'd say something different. It doesn't exist anymore. Jack them up. <laughs> No, I'm sorry with that. It, I think Milwaukee has like 14 for 57. I think I ran the numbers right. in the first first two games. They, right. they they need to do something else. I don't care if it's just do a freaking right. layup drill. Do it's something else. It's not going to work. The other team's hitting threes. It ain't they're working now. Hard's hitting threes, but you're not listening. It's not going to fix the problem. Trading three for two is never going to work. So you might as well go shoot the three. It makes more sense to shoot the three. But you're getting zero. You're not making them. You're not going to beat a team that can shoot threes like the, the net by layup. Okay, well, here, here's another fantastic idea. Play fucking defense. That doesn't exist anymore. Just because you're nostalgic doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't exist yeah. anymore. It's gone. I mean, I mean, you both have extremely valid points. So my thing is this. So so for you, AK, does it does it depend on the player? Okay, let's say if it's, if it's Steph Curry. Steph Curry... He's a three-point marksman. If he's off, you just let him shoot. Coach, you just let yeah, him you let him shoot, right? All right. Compare that to someone like a Donovan Mitchell, where he can hit the three, but he's like zero for three so far. You know what I mean? So, so would you tell him, hey, you know, you play to your strengths, or would you? How to keep shooting it. If it's someone like a Donovan Mitchell that, that can consistently hit it, you give him some time to figure it out. Now, some time does not mean an entire game. It means like maybe a quarter and a half. Okay. Right. And, and at that point, okay, try something else. Get the ball try to go to the basket. Try doesn't work. I'm looking at the stats right here. The fucking Nets were 21 of 42 from the three-point line. They almost made as many as the Bucks took. The Bucks were 8 of 27. Yeah, that's the point. They were 8 There's, of 27. It's not going to work. It's it ain't working work. though. But you, jacking up threes ain't working either. It's not going to. It's a losing strategy. You're going to lose either way to this team because you can't shoot like that. Okay, then just just don't show up. If that's the case, just don't even leave the locker room, collect I your paycheck, and get the I fuck out. I didn't know we were going full asinine on the situation here. But that's, that's, that's what here. you're saying. You're saying no, nothing's going to no, nothing's going to work. So why try? It's not going to work. No. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. It's that they're incapable of stopping this team. You have to shoot threes to keep up with them. If they're not dropping, they're not fucking dropping. You have to. You'll have to do something next year. But do, starting a fucking layup drill just because so you can see buckets go in is not the answer to the solution. 
especially with a team that can score at the rate the Nets. But that's my point. If you're saying that jacking up threes that aren't going in, but if you're saying that jacking up threes that aren't going in isn't going to work, because that that's what we've seen in the first two games. And neither are layups. Okay, so what if, if there's nothing that's going to work? Why try? That's the dumbest thing ever because they're getting paid millions of dollars. That's why you go, you go the fuck out there and try. Because you're supposed to. It's your job. I, I agree with that. But you're, you're but, not the best. You're not. Do you, are you the best lumberman salesman ever? Are you the best? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, you no, but I get the job done. Job. I get the job done. You're not. It's the same with them, though. They're not getting the job done. There's no other way to do the job. They lost by four, almost 40 fucking points. Your little layup line ain't going to cover that. Hey, but shooting eight for eight for 27 or whatever the hell it was ain't going to work yeah. out either. So what's the difference? The layup line that's not going to work and it's going to leave you dragging behind. What is going to do? Guys are shooting 21 three point hit 21 yeah. three pointers. What what it's going to do is when you when you miss a three that that ball that rebound is long it gives them run outs if you if you're starting making mid-range jump shots if layups whatever it it there's an extra beat extra beat and a half for them to take the ball all and- you're doing is changing the three-pointer the nets will shoot so now durant dribbles down and shoots over the top of you instead of shoots an open and also gives you time, time to set up your defense what did i say when we started this conversation play freaking defense it gives you time to set that defense, defense up defense is different now people shoot over the top of it now yes durant can shoot over the top of it this absolutely this is why this is why you're seeing all these all these shots it's because people just shoot over the top of it Anybody yeah can. but they're not going Hard, in Harden gets his threes it does it is for the nets that's the problem that's why the bucks can't do it your layup line is not going to work they're not going to get the foul calls they need they're not going to get any of that because durant's on the floor so all right so so ak so where you come from you're saying something's better than nothing are you saying like okay at least get into the rhythm and then try yes three again yes okay work BJ, your way out of it right and, and bj i feel what you're saying you're like yeah. yeah so when you finally get out of it you're down 14 yeah right. instead of being down by 20 or 40 like they were the other night every game right i just feel as if it's based on the team right and the reason why i say that is this so so like let's say if it's golden state with all of their people compared to a let's say a laker team so let's say you got the lakers and you got the warriors going against each other right so like with a with a lebron laker team going up against the warriors and they're at full health you know that hey you're gonna have to hit three however if you're not hitting as many threes uh as the warriors you have to come up with a different strategy which the strategy is like ak said hey play better defense put a body on stuff you know try to disrupt or, you know, you can try to slow the game down, get to the line, try to hit free throws. I think it's based on the team. With Milwaukee, Milwaukee, they don't have the amount of shooters as they would like to be able to shoot with the and net. that's the bigger problem. Right, right. You know, so that, that's why they're shooting that. 14 for 57 because that's just not their game. They don't have the players to shoot from long range. It, it, yes, you're right. If the Warriors are, are cold for a quarter and a half, dude, you like you like Clay and Curry just try because that's their game. Giannis, Giannis is, does not have a three-point shot. He right. should not be shooting three-pointers consistently. Mm-hmm. That, that's not his game. Okay. And for, for you to say, well, Giannis just needs to jump up a three it's not going to go in and you got to give up a long rebound for a transition basket that's just stupid but i, I also blame i didn't say anything coach. about yana shooting threes right 
That's but, what do you think I was talking about, Chris Melton? <laughs> no, but I'm Chris talking about I'm either. talking about with the Bucks shooting threes. It wouldn't be Giannis shooting them anymore. I knows that. Well, right? that that's but, what they're doing. Giannis is out there shooting threes. Well, they're fucking Which, down by forty points. Coach. That's why you fucking shoot threes. Right. That falls on the coach because anyone knows. Okay, if you if the Nets are cooking like they are, you have to slow the game down. You have to get it in the post. Slow it we're down. Talk, we're we're talking about people that make forty million dollars a year on the same team because they can't be stopped. I don't know. We're talking about slow down and play defense. Do you see this team? Nobody slows them down and plays defense. It ain't gonna work. Well, it's an well, all-star. It's an all-star team against a high school team most nights. Right, I agree. However, also too, there's other ways of slowing them down, like slowing them down to get them in foul trouble. They have Kevin Durant playing the post. Why aren't you doing post screens? To have Giannis, ha- you know, having to guard, you know, you have KD having to guard Giannis to him demolishing him in the post to get him in foul trouble. If they if they're able to get Kevin Durant in foul trouble, that's the only way they're gonna have a chance to win. If you're not gonna get him in foul trouble, they're gonna keep cooking. And that's what a lot of you know individuals saying, like, hey, how come they're not abusing the Nets in the post? Slow the game down by getting them in foul trouble because they're not gonna outshoot the Nets. We 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 know that they're not gonna outshoot them. But you have to find different ways of beating them grinding make the game ugly you know you know i'm not saying throw chip shots but instead of letting letting uh Kyrie get into the hole that easy like grab on his jersey like do something to say hey you know we're not gonna make it easy for you Dorian wants to bring back the bad boys that's the only way they're gonna have a chance to even win a game this is the basketball hour you want them to do such shit that haven't been done in 20 years against a weapon that wasn't used against that defense at the time yeah but I, i Okay, I see. I, I see you saying, but what I'm saying is, okay. In order for them to even have a chance to even make it close, like they, after a while, like where's the heart? Uh, okay, okay. Like the Nets are more talented, but after a while, like, it's like, like, like some testosterone or something has to get in. Where like, okay, you keep driving in, like put a body on, do something. Like they're not doing anything. Well, and and that's my point when BJ was like, well, it, this isn't gonna work, and that's gonna work. Okay, so if, if nothing works, why try? You've got to try something. Something. Okay, and, and jacking up threes just is not their game. It's not what they do, and it's not working. If it didn't work in game one, and it's not working the first half of game two, you're going you to lose the series anyways. You might as well shoot the fucking ball. You're going to lose the series anyway, so you you're might. You know what? Try anyways. to figure out something so that when you play them again next they're year, equipped. you're not. They're not equipped. Well, and then so you, as a coach, you need to figure out what works, and that's the whole point of these games. And coaches will tell you that. Don't, don't resign his head because he knows he knows that I'm right. Coaches will use blowouts like that to figure out okay what does work because clearly what we did for the first three quarters Nothing. didn't work. They're out. So what does work? They're out man after Giannis the drop offs too deep. Well, and, and Giannis, and that's the point. Giannis should not be out past the their, their free throw line. Right. He needs to be in there. He needs to be down low. He needs to, to dominate down low. And Dorian, you're right. Chip Kyrie coming out there, you can get into his head. Hell, Dennis Shortager did. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. you're not going to get into KD's head, but if you can knock Kyrie out of his game, okay, fine. You know, and knock him around a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. You know if get I'm a couple hole, fouls. I'm, if I'm in a hole, I'm looking for the biggest shovel. I'm not looking for the little plastic when it comes with the yellow bucket you get for the beach. Well, so, I'll tell you is they don't offer six point shots, and the three pointers aren't going out. So the sure as hell know the six pointer ain't going in. <laughs> See, the thing is, BJ, like what you're saying is is right. Like, there's no answer. But where we're coming from is like, as a coach, you have to try something because he's going to get ridiculed either way. Are you going to switch something up? At least try. Or are you going to say, you know what, we're going to keep going where we, you know, we're going to keep jacking threes and hope it falls. I turn Giannis into Dwight and put everybody else around him. Right. But they're they're already killing them now. Like, there's no answer for for KD. Why isn't he putting the ball in the post more? You got Brooke Lopez, which is seven foot, 265 pounds. Why did I get the ball in the post to him and and have him, uh, you know, get more touches to to slow the game down? 
because as soon as Brooklyn gets the ball on the outlet, it's a score. So it's just a matter of he has to try something, man. And and you, you're right. He, they're going to lose the series either way, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm an old school player. It's like if I'm going to lose. Yeah. Y'all like that like, small shovel. Huh? Y'all like that small shovel. I'm trying to get out of that hole. <laughs> I, I mean – uh, uh, I mean, to each his own, but me, like, okay, pickup game. Okay, let's say during the regular season, Milwaukee didn't shoot thirty nine percent from threes. Shooting threes is not is not their game. It's not their answer. So you know what? Try something else. I'm sorry, Dorian. Go ahead. No, 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 no. no you're right. So, so what I'm saying is like, <laughs> you know, from a, a oh, so, so let's say you play a pickup game, Christ. right? And you got individuals. <laughs> who are shooting three-pointers and they're like kicking our ass. So my main thing is, okay, if this is me and I'm not even a pro player, it's just a person who loves the game. All right, whoever this guy is who's cooking, I'm going to guard him, whether, whether I got a scratch claw, whatever I got to do to at least do something to derail him. Hey, you know what? If he scores a three-pointer, fine. I mean, they're not, it's, it's They're cool. not equipped for any of this shit. They have to shoot threes to stay in this series. So even if it's not their thing, the Nets have forced their hand. So thank you, Dorian. Go ahead. Right. What what I'm saying, but to a certain degree, what, what we're saying is this. It's like, regardless of what, the coach has to try a different strategy because just chucking up threes, it ain't going to work. It's a surprise. I think me, I'd rather, I'd rather not lose. But if I'm going to lose, I'd rather lose by 14 to lose by, what, what did it lose by the other night? Like 40 points? Like 39, 39 or something. 39. They, they were down by 49. I think they, they clawed their way back to 39. Right. And they were down by 49 because they were jacking up fucking three-pointers. You were just talking about how much they lost, not that they lost. They're going to lose anyway. So, <laughs> so by so by doing whatever you want, they're just going to lose anyways. I want the big shovel. No, it, it, here's what they really need the to shovel. do. This is today's NBA. We got a deal in reality and what's going on right now. No, the, no. The fact of the yeah. matter is they shot 42 fucking threes and hit 21 of them. Yeah, here's what they need to do. Y'all remember the hockey game we talked about a couple weeks ago where both teams ran out the fourth lines and they were fighting, you know, at the when the puck dropped. That's what Milwaukee should do. They just should start with their their second string, and when the tip goes up, just go tackle Durant. <laughs> that would be ideal. It's just, I mean, it's if you're gonna try something, why as well try something out of the box. Or, or maybe have a uh, what was it? Um, you know, ha- have some type of enforcer. Yeah, no, just just have a have a contest in Milwaukee. Hey, who wants <laughs> to play in an NBA game? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a bad matchup all around, man. Uh, well, see, and that's the problem though is Milwaukee always has a bad matchup in the second round. Yeah, you know it, it, that BJ, you're right. They're not equipped. That goes back to the GM because they've been doing this now for three years, and they just they they can't do it. It's Giannis and a bunch of average players, not scrubs. These guys are still good. Chris Middleton's good. Brooke Lopez, one Lopez brothers. I don't know if it's Brooke, Brian, or Robin, but they're good. But they just can't compete. Well, they should quit and go home. Why try? That's what I asked. Yeah. Not contractually obligated or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're contractually obligated to, to wear the NBA jersey. It doesn't mean they have to wear it during the game. Um, they get but, paid on the first of 15, whether they play or not. But this offseason, they're, they're, they're really going to do some soul searching, man. I think um, Drew Holiday, I think they should keep him unless they get a chance to get game. <laughs> but other than that, I think they should keep him because outside of um, Giannis, he's he's somewhat that Chris Paul-esque type for them, like kind of slow things down, get people in, 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 in their places, respective places, I should say. But um, outside of those two, like Chris Middleton, I mean, what, he's been a three years? Seems like it, three, yeah. four years. I, I'm mm-hmm. going to say this. this. This is probably going to be crazy. Do they need a new coach? Because this is Boone Hoser's game. He did this in Atlanta. He got Atlanta to the number one seed, played LeBron in the second round, and got swept. 
And then I think they kind of capped out there at the conference semifinals. He's doing the same in Milwaukee. He's kind of capped out in the semi- conference semifinals. Is, is he just not what we want him to be? Yeah, that's a good question, man. You know, and the, the last coach we asked about that's got a GM role the next day. So, I mean, go, <laughs> go Boonhoser, So <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough because I don't know what coach uh, that can come in and be able to. You say Jawan Howard. Team. I'm going to punch. go through the screen and punch you. I'm not going to say Jawan Howard, man. <laughs> I'm not going to say Jawan Howard. But but it's it just a matter of finding the, the coach that's going to be able to get the best out of those players that's already there. Because I think – I don't know if Milwaukee has uh, enough cap to go after pretty much anyone without training them. So it's going to be pretty difficult. I don't w- know. Would it, would it be interesting to get a European coach? Someone someone who knows Giannis's game, someone who knows how to move the ball a bit better. Not that Boonhunzer doesn't, but it's it's a different tactic than what's in the NBA now. Uh, I mean, it would have to be a European coach to have like one like in the Spanish league, so someone that's well yeah. respected. Way I, I don't see David Black back. coming back because he was like, "No, fuck y'all." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Black was like, "No, nah, I'm good where, where I am." But yeah, it would have to be someone that's highly respected to 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 come in to demand the respect of the uh, NBA players. But that's the thing. I mean, with Giannis there, they could try it. Right. I mean, I'm I'm with you here. I mean, they're gonna have to try something because Booming Holzer, I think he's tapped out, and then you don't want to get to the point to where you know, you have a grumbling uh, Giannis uh, in the next two years. So I, I think you got to pull up all the stops, man. Even like we said earlier in the in the segment, going after Dame somehow, see if there's any way that they can get him. But he needs another score, another person that can score 30 points. If I'm Dame, I'm not going to Milwaukee. Right. It, mm-hmm. it would have to be trade and hopefully yeah. he, uh, and go from there. But yeah, he's not... I don't think he'll go to Milwaukee on his own. I think he have to be traded. But yeah, um, yeah, and I think Budenholzer is like the Mike Frontello of this generation. Good coach, bunch of wins, and just can't can't put it together for a championship. Yeah. And and and, and BJ's right. I think they probably just need to blow up the whole team. Just say Giannis and Holiday. Everyone else is available. Who you got? Because yeah. it's just they're not constructed to win deep in the playoffs. Right. And. Think about it. Even if somehow miraculously they didn't play play, play Brooklyn, mm-hmm. they're not beating Philly. Sure, so yeah. I'm beating Atlanta. So yeah. I mean, this team is capped out where they're at. I think also too with uh, with the Bucks. I don't know who their GM is, but obviously him and Budenholzer, they had to they they sign off on all the players that they have. Maybe they they may have like you said, clean house, start from the GM and go all the way down. Because the way that they're constructed, I don't see they're gonna continuously be a second round team. Yeah. If that, but second round team. Well, I mean, they could be like Boston and just say, you know what, fuck it, our coach isn't that good. Let's just make him a GM. <laughs> okay, and I wanna clear something up here real quick because Stephen A. Smith is a fucking idiot. It is not white privilege. You know, it, it is being being connected to the right people. It's not that, you know, Brad Stevens is white, black, whatever. It's he was connected to the right people. Danny Ainge was wanted to step down. And the reason why I can say that, because Danny Ainge did a damn good job there. And Brad Stevens, he he knew how to buddy up to the right people. And I think I think Ainge was kind of done. And he yeah. just kind of yeah, picked his successor. But isn't having that system to buddy up to the right people part of white privilege? You could say that, but I mean, I there are because the system's a problem. Yes, and that's, this, that's that's a big part of the system. For instance, one of my family members has a well-paying job with benefits, never filled out an application. That's a problem. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I'll see this. What, what I oh, what I don't what I don't like is you know going back to Stephen A. Smith and saying that Danny Ager is a horrible GM and the only one because Doc Rivers was their coach. Doc oh. Rivers isn't that good of a coach. No, he's not. 
he got right. three prime players at the right time. Yeah, but also too, we have to take the information where it's coming from. We have to take it with a grain of salt, right? Because Stephen A. Smith, he's he's been contradicting a lot of the things that he's spewed out. So we both know that Danny Ainge has been a solid GM. He's been able to work deals that most GMs couldn't do, especially in Orlando. <laughs> but he's been able to work a lot of deals and things of that nature. So we know that that's not the case. What I do say that's very peculiar is that, you know, um, uh, Brad Stevens being able to get that GM role and there's and there hasn't and there wasn't any other individuals who had actually interviewed for it because usually in most cases you would think that a person would interview for the job they interview people and then hire someone it's just how he just got promoted to it that I'm like uh but again I don't know what I don't know what's in a man's heart I don't know what a person says but it's a the it's the optics of anything but if they feel as if he can do as as good of a job as Danny Ainge I mean only only I, so. I, I guess my question is what to Tatum and Brown think if Tatum and Brown are, and you know what, Brad deserved it. You know, we, you know, we like him, like him as a, as a person. He just, for whatever reason, just didn't work. Okay, cool. Yeah. If Tatum and Brown go, what the fuck is going on? Then yes, it's white privilege yeah. because, you know, a- Ainge brought those guys in. Ainge constructed the team and that team has played with, with Steven. So for the past several years, so they, they know him very well and they can say whether or not he, he was deserving of it or not. And so if, if they didn't sign off on it, then yeah, absolutely. But if they did, then it's optically bad, but I don't think it's horribly bad. I don't know if I can buy that just because two random athletes say it's okay to the media. Well, they're, they're the ones that are a lot closer than the reporters. It doesn't mean anything. Just because they like somebody doesn't mean it's white privilege or not. That doesn't have anything to do with weighing in on that factor. Now, Dorian did have a point. Is the, I mean, the if fact it, that if, the, if that case, then because Stephen liked Calvin Candy, Calvin Candy was okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. I mean, uh, again, overall, like, because I had this conversation with someone at work and then they were trying to, I felt I was trying to get, they were trying to bait me in the conversation. It was like, Dorian, how do you feel about the Boston uh, situation with Brad Stevens becoming GM? I'm like, hey, they chose him, they chose him. And they were like, well, you know, you know, how do you feel about Stephen A's comments? I said, he has a right to an opinion, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, uh, but I, you know, I would say this, it's like, I hope that the decision that they made was based on, okay, Danny Ainge maybe was having conversations with uh, Brad Stevens and, and kind of was showing him the ropes or something. I don't, I don't know. It just the optics just seem. Yeah. If, if that had happened, if Stevens had, had been with, with Ainge the past couple of years, okay, how do you do this move? How do you do that move? How do you negotiate? Kind of how do you put the team together? Okay, fine. I get it. Yeah, that's fine. I, I don't think that he is a bad choice. Right. For general manager, I think the I think optically they could have gone about it a different way. But then again, if you go about it a different way and you bring a token interview, then people know it's a token interview. And then what are you gonna do? I think that my bigger bigger issue is is obviously with the reporting on it. And Dorian, you hit it on the head. Is the contradictory reporting on it? Is one day Danny Ainge is a great GM, the next day oh he's shit. It was all Doc Rivers, yeah. and I mean Doc Rivers ain't done shit without Kevin Garnett. Right. Yeah. So that's why. Even now, like, I've even learned that from even my personal relationships. It's like, you know, like, we all probably have that one person where when they tell you shit, you're like, 
okay. So I have to weave between shit to know <laughs> what they're really saying. And you got individuals to where when they come and tell you something, you can take it to the bank. And that's how I see things with a lot of like individuals on ESPN, things of that nature. It's like, okay, well, me, like me, if I see Stephen A, he reports on something. I try to like, I try to look at other like news sources, sports news uh, sources to see, okay, all right, is there another side to this that he's not saying? Because again, he's a character. Like he's, his job is to come here and, and he's literally a fucking clown. Yeah. Just needs a right now. But but that's his job. His job is to rev up. His job is to create some type of chaos. And I'm like, okay. Whoa. So so you would say that his job is to rev up his base and create chaos and, and get conversation going? Yes. Okay. Just just yeah. wanted to make sure. Right. So that's why when he says things, I'm like, okay. So Stephen A led to Trumpism. You said it, not me. <laughs> I mean, his form of it, his form yeah, of it. We, we said that last week that we, we've been seeing this in, in sports journalism for 30 years. It's just Absolutely. now bled over to politics. Yep. And then and then you got uh, former players like Kwame Brown, who's called it out. And he was like, yeah. and he pretty much said, like, they're not reporting. They're they're stirring narratives and they want you to get hyped over a narrative. And, and we're forgetting that it's about sports. It's not about, you know, politics, it's sports, you know, Okay, do I know what was in uh, Danny Ainge's mind when he decided to make the uh, the hire with Brad Stevens? No, we don't. But think about it is, it's like a person like Stephen A. Smith, who he has his own issues when it comes to being contradictory on things for him to say stuff like that. It makes people black and white question his antics because he said he said things. Look at what he did to 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 Kwame Brown, like the things he said about him and things of that nature which has been confirmed with other players that said, oh yeah, yeah, I remember this. I remember that things, that nature. And then now you're coming and you're saying, oh yeah, it's white privilege. You know, we don't know if it is or not. I mean, the optics could say it could be, but coming from you, uh, I don't know if I'm going to take that coming from you because we know how contradictory you are. It's it's the messenger, not just the message. Right. And we, we've seen that with Kaepernick. We've seen that with NFL players. Mm-hmm. And their, their message is great. Mm-hmm. The messengers are not. I'm starting to wonder, looking back, all these guys leaving ESPN, if they just couldn't take this bullshit anymore. Yeah. Well, I would say that some of them couldn't take the bullshit. Some of them couldn't keep their dick in their pants you know, around you know, female employees. <laughs> um, so it's a combination of all of it. Because you, you, you got you mean female employees don't want your dick outside of your pants? No, no, then no, they don't. I better write that down. You need to make a note of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I don't know if you guys ever read the actual ESPN book. I, I have it up stairs it's about the eighth thick it's about the, the creation of espn um and yeah they like half the male um talent there was fired in the mid 90s because they just kept whipping their dicks out in front of female employees like sean salisbury remember he he just like disappeared yeah that's yeah. why yeah yeah I, I remember him getting in trouble <laughs> wow yeah it was a thing Narcissism at its finest, man. I mean, like, like no. I've never um, assumed anybody wanted to see my dick. No. I usually wait until it's been like proven. Maybe there's been a hypothesis. And oh, agreed upon. Maybe made like a written, yeah, con- like signed consent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I just never girl, assumed uh, that that was like right what here. I should lead with. Lead like tip first. <laughs> like, hey, uh, baby girl, I'll sign right here, and you don't mind seeing my Johnson. Okay. All right. I'm about to wait out for you. Okay, you cool? okay. All you have to do is what Derek Jeter did. You just treat them like humans and give them like a Grammy gift bag. Oh, yeah. It's, it. it's amazing. If you treat others like humans, they will respect you. I'm sure it's there is a shocking NDA. idea. I'm sure there is an NDA involved in all that also. Let's just be realistic. <laughs> 
Oh, shit. And, and that's the thing. Like, being an athlete, you don't have to really, like, expose yourself. Like, usually situations just arise to where you, I mean, it just naturally happens. Or you can just bring a backup date just in case. <laughs> you know, I mean. When I read that, who went out? Somebody. Yeah, Dorian, this is a story for you. There was one of the players went out with a porn star. And uh, they brought a backup date, one of the nets, where everybody in the world. Just say it was James Harden. Harden. <laughs> but like, yeah. I'm just, I'm saying, maybe he's seen your workplace and assumed you'd be cool with it. I'm just saying, if I met you, if I found out about you while you're on a TV and having sex in a room with a bunch of people, why would I assume that this girl right here is a problem? Yeah. Because you want to treat the other person like a human being. We. Regardless of what they do, sex work is still work. Uh, I have so many one-liners for that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you do, but we don't want to get this archive. (laughs) We're so close. We're so close to (laughs) that. Oh my god! I can. I know how we can promote this. (laughs) We can promote this just by attacking the feminists. That's how we can do it. Let's not. Let's not. I'm not trying to get on the radar. Why? They're wrong too. In, they don't want true equality. They don't want right. that equality where if you say something wrong to somebody, you get slapped in the fucking mouth. That happens to be true. However, yeah. the thing about it is they have millions of dollars backing them. We do not. <laughs> Even better, Just, we, don't have anything, we don't have anything to lose. Yeah, they but here's the problem. We're, we're not incorporated, so if they come after us, they're coming after us. Not, not, yeah. not the group. Well, guess what, buddy? You can't squeeze blood from a stone. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh See, that's, that's of, what we're a lot of freedom and not having kids, guys. <laughs> we see that. Tell, tell, the, tell the whole world to eat a dick and just stand there and look at them. <laughs> and me on the other hand, I have to. Well, I, I mean, I don't mean it like that, but you know, close just, but not. Close. What you should do is you should just when something happens at work, call me, put me on the face avoid uh, video conversation. I'll take care of it. The fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Are you, are you going to be the Obama interpreter? I was going to say that. <laughs> yes, I will. I was going to yes, say that. Exactly. I will I will research that role and I will play that to perfection. That's exactly what I'm going to be. Like, uh, Sir, you've been showing up lately. Where the fuck have you been? Where the... <laughs> Jesus. Like, you better tighten up or I'm going to give you a stepbrother. <laughs> I still cannot believe that half of, uh, of Keen Peel now has become the like pinnacle horror director. Yeah. And that still I I know that comedy and horror have kind of the same similar beats that you have to follow, but it just amazes me that Jordan Peele went from sketch comedy, great sketch comedy, to great horror directing in like one step. It's it's definitely a talent, man. Um, you know, his work it, but I've, it's like, I like what he does in the horror, um, like, department, but his comedy and, like, how he was able to write the sketches, magnificent. And then I came to find out that um, he wrote a lot of sketches on Mad TV, too. Well, and I think with him, I think, A, he wanted to do something different. And I think he saw what happened to, to Chappelle. I was like, you know what? I've kind of maxed myself out. Let me go off to just completely do something, something that's off the radar. And uh, Get Out was probably one of the best horror movies in the past decade. I don't really watch horror movies. I heard it was good, but I've never seen it. It is, it is fantastic. It's it's not slasher horror. Uh, it's was, not it's not torture porn. It's psychological horror, and that's why it sticks with you. I was ruined by all the slasher movies, the Freddies and Jasons. And I, I watched those just as, as for fun because I mean those are just corny and stupid. Yeah, but back in the day, it was terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Like, he doesn't well, stop it, running. It, it's funny. Like my wife hates horror movies. 
she'll sit down and watch Saw all day long. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with yeah. you? Yeah, I like, can't. I, I can't. I just I can't do it. The, the last horror movie I, I, I saw, which I'll never do again. I don't know. Anything has anything to do with paranormal, supernatural. Nah, that's not me. I can't watch stuff like that. So I was actually like, on a date. like being scared? Nah, I don't like being, not that type of scared. So, so me and this young lady, she convinced me. Not your wife. Yeah, but my wife knows this is way before her time. So we, she convinced me to go to the movies to watch that. And after I saw that at the movies, when I tell you that I was scared to go home, (laughs) I was scared, dude. Because it's like, dude, like ghosts and shit. Yo, that that freaks me the fuck out, bro. Like ghosts and paranormal and shit like that. Nah, I can't do that. Well, okay, so true. So true story. A guy I used to work with was corny and crazy and just nuts. So he took his wife to go watch The Ring. Okay, I don't know if you guys remember The Ring. It was the mm-hmm. you watch the video yeah. and you die in seven days. So they got it on DVD. He recorded the videotape part and made a videotape of that and played it for her just kind of randomly. And he worked up the light switch to control the TV. So he was in the back of the room turning the TV on and off. Freaked her so out that she actually divorced him. Dude, yeah, man, you would play with shit like that, man. I would have divorced his ass, too, if I was her. Man, do you know how psychological I could fuck somebody up? Yeah. No, man. <laughs> man, yeah, man, he deserved that, man. He can't do it like that, man. Like, there's other ways. You could, like, like hide on the bed and grab her ankle or some shit. Like, my wife would kick my ass. Yeah. Man, look. And my, my wife wouldn't divorce me. She'd just whoop my ass. Yeah, mine would too. You know, I, I skipped one more <laughs> plenty of times and got punched in the nose, like literally in my nose to bleeding. But that's why I asked for because she was like, Why am you know, I never so... around for that? <laughs> I got backhand the other day playing Monopoly. So, <laughs> see, BJ don't have to deal with that yet. No, not married. Not married. Thank you. All right. So, ladies, ladies, he's the bachelor on, on the show. So, send yeah. all your requests to him. It'll be great. I'm only doing it once, though. I'm not getting married more than once. That's what's kind of led to where I am now. So take note. I'm committed to that. That's the way you're supposed to be. Yeah, not doing that. I can't. I, I was terrified of baby mamas, and I was terrified of ex-wives. Like, I've just seen so many instances in my life where that can lead to, like, fights and shit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh, shit. <laughs> By the way, to just, just to continue here uh to end the show because we might as well archive it if we're going to archive it i uh i looked up the individual stats for the bucks on shooting three-pointers if you take out Giannis's 67 for 221 i bet you they shoot 40 percent. well that's like saying that you know if you take out Shaq's free throws the magic nope. workers free throw shooting team. nope because you can take Giannis's three th- three-pointers out of it and shove them down in the paint right oh which we, we that's what which we, we were saying 20 minutes ago. Yeah, oh, you said saying. the Bucks shouldn't shoot threes. And I was saying, yeah, you shove Giannis in the paint and surround him in the three-point shooters like they did with Dwight. See, BJ, 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 Dwight. The, the, you can tell BJ's not married yet because he doesn't like listen. To <laughs> <laughs> no, no. If you'd listened, I wouldn't have been doing this research for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why I did this because I told him to put him in the paint and surround him like Dwight. Oh, no, they got to do something different, which isn't going to work. They should beat their head against a different wall, which is less functional. Uh, BJ, to be fair, Adam did say that need to put him down in the post. He did say I that. I told you that. Both of your face. I said, use him like Dwight. Okay, BJ, I'm gonna, no, we're saying, like, we, that's what we were saying. We were saying this. But I'm, not talking, about, down I'm not talking about for him to score. I'm talking about for him to get the ball out to the three-point shooters. Go in the post, act like a threat, or score a couple buckets, and then kick it out to three-point shooters because you need threes. Okay, but if they're not hitting the three... They're not they, hitting the three because Giannis is taking a lot of them. Giannis right. took three the other night. That's three too many. I agree. I, so, ladies yeah, and gentlemen, I, yeah, I, I think we're we're about wrapping up because we can probably continue this for another thirty minutes and we're old. <laughs> I got energy now. Y'all woke me up. 
<laughs> oh. So uh, with with that, I think we're I think we're going to wrap it up for the night. So everyone have a great night. This has been Sandlot Sports. Want more Sandlot Sports? Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports 2020.